Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hi, welcome to episode seven of the Yoga Life Podcast. This week, we're moving on to Santosha, the second Niyama. Yes. Losing my train of thought there. Um, so... Uh, before we move on, you, how are you, Alex? I'm good, thank you, Dawny. How are you? All right. Yeah. 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 Had a good weekend. So, Dawny, you're going to share your exciting news. Oh, I passed my yoga course. Of course you did. So I can teach yoga now, whenever I want, when I've decided to. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. Um for those listeners who aren't based in Norwich, are you going to be offering classes online? Probably, yes. So keep an eye out on our social media or listen at the end um, when I've decided when I'm going to teach. It's very cool. So Dawn and I are obviously celebrating her win. So as we record today, we've got a can of gin because we're classy. Cheers! (laughs) Cheers indeed. Um, Yep, so if we slur... (laughs) <laughs> it's because we've had one too many no we've only got one gin we were very well behaved I mean that's definitely enough to make me slur <laughs> <laughs> yeah these days <laughs> light wheat how was your weekend um long I actually had the Monday off good oh. old Easter yeah it was a treat um it was good we had uh, the girls so my partner's little girls uh it was fun we did an Easter egg hunt obviously um yeah it was good really nice nice and have you had any periods where you know you've used Saucha so So Saucha was our last Niyama purity or cleanliness I mean Um, I hope you've showered I have showered even showered today (laughs) snap (laughs) spoil (laughs) um so where have I used it oh you know what I have done since we last spoke and it's kind of an accumulation of the purity thing and the attachment thing I've started to slowly but surely throw more and more stuff out pack stuff up for the charity shop couldn't think what it was called uh and all that kind of thing and that's been really nice oh so therapeutic isn't it when you clean out cupboards yeah definitely oh cool what about you? Uh, I'm going to give an example of what I've not used, purity or cleanliness. I suppose it's purity, where we talked about what we put in our bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's Easter, and I put a lot of impure things in my body <laughs> in, a, in a clean way. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just chocolate and fish and chips and... I don't know. Oh, I had a McDonald's on Sunday. Oh, actually, I had some McDonald's chips. Did you? Just a couple. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a full meal. I was very hungry after a weekend of yoga. That's true, actually. I suppose your weekend was intense and then paired with Easter. Mm -hmm. So really, it's a recipe for... See, this is the thing, isn't it, about bad, using quotation marks... Um, food isn't it why why do we feel like we lean on it or need it when we've had a big weekend or a hard weekend or anything like that it seems really bizarre I suppose for me the McDonald's was 
it was a service station. So there's not a lot of choice, especially at the moment when half of the services were shut. So I couldn't really have much healthy. I mean, I could have had a fruit bag <laughs> or an M&S salad, but definitely wanted McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, I just always find it so bizarre because I do the same. I've had, yeah. a, I've had a shit day or a stressful week or something and it's, um, well, I'm going to have some naughty food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to order a kebab or I'm going to order a, or I'm going to eat a load of chocolate or I'm really pissed off. I'm going to go buy a giant bag of chocolate and no one can make me feel bad about it. And I just, I don't know what it is about. Um, I don't know what it is about food like that the convenience of it it does it doesn't make us feel better because we just feel like crap within but within five minutes of eating it it's mm. like why did it's either why did i do that or you then actually feel ill for it or you get a bad tummy your skin shows it i just don't get it i don't understand my own <laughs> reliance on it i suppose it's it's the convenience most of the time isn't it like, no because but- i'm walking to the shop because i've had a bad day to get chocolate yeah. that previously wasn't in my house. It's just eating to fuel and filling emotional voids or something. I don't know. I it's, don't feel like no. I have an emotional <laughs> void. <laughs> no, I know that I do it. Like Friday night, I oh, I definitely ate too much. That's an example of feeling sick from it. I got so hungry and there was no quick food and it got late and I had to get up early the next day and it's like, right, I'm getting fish and chips. And I overordered and then over it and then laid in bed feeling, feeling like rubbish. Rat because I'd over it and, and then slept like crap and then slept like crap on top of the fact I was already anxious because I knew I had to drive a couple of hours the next day so oh man what an awful recipe for disaster yeah but you still passed your yoga course I did. and I had a wagamama's treat that night oh yeah which was a little bit healthier that's definitely healthier that's kind of one of the healthiest yeah. I think always think Thai wagamama's that mm. kind of food is the healthiest noodles, option isn't it veggies noodles dumplings yeah. A few cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't from Wagamama's. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, no, I have um, long had this battle of why am I doing this, but still do it every single time. Same here. Same here. It just, it's beyond me. I don't know. <clears throat> we need some diet therapy. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Weirdly, um, we know someone that does that too. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so this week we're moving on to Santosha. Yes. Which is our second Niyama, which so, are our personal guidelines. Yes. So yeah. the um, first lot of Yamas, the first five uh, within the series were the Yamas, which are our social guidelines, rules, recommended behavioral traits. Then we've got our Niyamas, which are our personal ones. But you can't lay down your personal ones without already doing your social ones so um we have to work through each one bit by bit however that doesn't mean you can't start the, all of them before you've laid down the very first one so mm-hmm. it would be incredibly difficult and yeah no it would be incredibly difficult to absolutely nail ahimsa but so it's better just to start and start to incorporate all of the little bit of each of mm-hmm. them rather than to wait until you've absolutely nailed the yeah. one prior I think it'll take a long time for a lot of people to like nail ahimsa and say that they practice it. Yeah. With all of them, isn't it? It's just in court. Yeah. Understand it. Understand it and And put it in as much as A little bit and then move on to the next one and add the little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But however, we've already demonstrated a lack of ahimsa from the conversation we've had already with um, 
the we eat shit food Ooh, yeah and then That's beat it. ourselves up about it i mean who doesn't do that yeah i hadn't even thought about the fact that we've literally just done it just yeah. done the absolute opposite of what we're trying to encourage people to do yeah. apologies folks we're not perfect <laughs> i know i know <laughs> that you thought that we were but we're not yet no we're getting there <laughs> pretty damn close <laughs> Of course we are, very close. Now I'm stepping on uh, the second one, Satya lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is Santosha? Santosha is contentment, I feel is the easiest one, the best umbrella term for Santosha, contentment. Um, I also feel like this is a really, I hate to say it, but obvious one. It's. It seems the most clearest. Like I read it as contentment or acceptance, but yeah, it's it seems self-explanatory to some extent, yeah. whereas the others are a little bit vague, yes. have to be interpreted in some way, whereas this Could one... Could be interpreted some way. Yeah. I always think contentment sounds... It's semantics, really, but it sounds nicer and kinder than acceptance. I always think if you've got yeah. to accept something, there's almost a negative connotation yeah. there. it's like you're settling. You're se- yeah. Exactly, yeah. which is bizarre, but it, it's much for a muchness, isn't it? I always go with contentment because Mm. it sounds kinder, but essentially contentment, acceptance, they've got a huge crossover. Uh, So, yeah, that would be what Santosha is all about. Nice. And I feel like contentment is just the ideal goal for a lot of people. With contentment, I think it instantly becomes happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult to feel content and unhappy. Yeah, I would say it feels like content to me. It feels like this warm, glowy, subtle happiness rather than the exciting, roller coastery happiness. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's that just that warm, cozy feeling. Almost like, I suppose I, 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 example use it, I feel like in my marriage, like I just feel content. It's not like it's, it's not a roller coaster of excitement. It's, because... Damn Neil, <laughs> pull it out the bag, mate. But Come it's on. probably you know it's probably good that it isn't, isn't it? It's just this yeah steady, comfortable, happy place. You know, you both know where you are. We both feel yeah just content, content with each other's company or without each other's company. You know. Yeah. No, that's lovely. That yeah. I guess that would be a, a great goal to have, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just... Uh, probably is some people's goals, I suppose. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. And thinking about it, I probably feel exactly the same way. Yeah, exactly. In my relationship, I guess. Uh, yeah. And also thinking about that roller coaster kind of, of emotion, huge highs, huge lows. How sustainable is that? Well, exactly. Or um, how much misery and pain can that bring? It's just turbulent and painful. Like you... It's often that kind of thing that's portrayed like on TV in, in a lot of soaps and stuff like that, isn't it? Those mm. sorts of relationships where it's really high, really low and yeah, just yeah, dramatised and, like... and hate each other. And then passionate makeup sex. It's like, ah, oh, makeup. Sex. I mean, it looks thrilling and exciting, but wouldn't it be nice to just, just to be happy all the time? <laughs> like well, content. Exactly. Content all the time. Yeah. And um. I, yeah, the 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 highs with that kind of stuff, it almost never seems like it's worth the lows. Yeah. The the pain and the the discomfort and the unknown and the oh all that stuff. 
that comes along with the lows it just seems it's almost too much yeah that it doesn't make the high highs worth it and then you've got to come down from those highs do you think this is also because we are in our mid-30s that we feel like this no because I've never had a relationship like that oh okay wanted a relationship like that what about you um no I guess I've not really no no I I think no I've not had a relationship like that no never saw one either no I guess I had life like that you know oh yeah late teens early 20s of yeah not feeling content at all and it just being highs and lows no didn't have that no yeah no I probably have (laughs) who am I kidding who am I kidding (laughs) so um yeah what what are we gonna how are we gonna frame contentment uh well I was just thinking that contentment okay everyone goal of life Mm -hmm seems to be if you were to ask a handful of people it's either to reproduce Mm -hmm. to um find happiness uh find spiritual enlightenment maybe Mm -hmm. maybe um to leave a legacy might be another one uh but i would argue if i was to ask 20 people most would say to be happy yeah I feel like that would be one of the most common ones. I mean, obviously, we're talking in the Western world here. We're not uh, some of the world. We're talking within our social circles. Yes, of course. Yes. But yeah. White 37 females in Norfolk. (laughs) (laughs) Take from that what you will. Uh, And so I just think that I remember, actually, I think it was day one of um, my yoga course in Nepal. He went around and obviously there was a I was only one of two. No, I was the only English person there. I was a Welsh girl. Um, but he went around the circle of 20 potential soon-to-be yogis mm-hmm. uh, and said, what do you think the meaning of life is? And most people said happiness. Yeah, it's amazing. And he told us all no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he was like a spiritual enlightenment, guys. Come on. Remember why you're here. So. <laughs> Yoga, got yeah. you. Um, but uh, it is whatever you wanted to be at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and this is one of the steps to spiritual enlightenment. Exactly, contentment. But I always think, sorry, I yeah. completely went off on a tangent there. I always think that contentment is a lot more attainable than that elusive happiness. Yeah. I know they are so interlinked and essentially one happiness comes from contentment. But when you're like, I just want to be happy, it's it's got so many factors and facets and things mm-hmm. that could go wrong. Whereas actually, if you just chase contentment, mm-hmm. It seems very, very, very manageable. Yeah. And it's more, I suppose that's where the acceptance comes in to gain consent, contentment. It's actually having the acceptance that not everything's going to be perfect. And oh, that's it, where it, attachment comes it, in, isn't it? Yeah. So like that, that, that goal to like be super happy all the time, you have to accept it's pretty unattainable that's unattainable and you know being content is enough mm-hmm. you know but. you can so I don't know what the Oxford definition of contentment is but essentially what we're looking for is to accept mm-hmm. what we have with each and every moment have you found yourself a definition no, I'm gonna find she's it. gonna google a definition yeah, guys but it's too I think that the biggest practice we need to find contentment or to be content is working on our mindfulness practice. 
because without being mindful you're going to really struggle so oh, she's found it she found definition I mean, obviously, I looked at content, 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 which can also be content. So, you know, uh, the content of a book or movie or what's it about? No, that's not what we're talking about. If you feel content, you're satisfied and happy. Uh, being pleased, satisfied, making someone else feel happy and at peace with things. Contenting them. Well, there we go. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. this podcast contents people. <laughs> yeah. Examples. He contented himself with one glass of beer per day. We contented <laughs> ourselves with one gin yes. per podcast. <laughs> How do we work to be content? To Essentially, that's yeah, what I was saying is just yeah. finding, being mindful. I think that's mm-hmm. where I feel almost with this one more than any of the others without mindfulness. Who am I saying? I just feel like that practice just has so much bearing on this mm-hmm. because we rob ourselves of joy and contentment all of the time yeah so I have um and we do everyone does it it's just it seems to be human nature and it's very obscure so we are in a great moment Mm -hmm. let's say we're sat on top of a mountain we are watching the sun come up it's warm we're with people we love or a person we love uh we're not hungry which is obviously the main downer of that moment Mm -hmm. um there is nothing wrong with that moment but you can almost guarantee that a thought that will just sail past in your mind will be, I don't want this moment to ever end. Now, by thinking that, we instantly ruin that moment. Yeah. Because suddenly we're like, oh, it's going to stop in a minute. And, oh, it's going to be over soon. And I think without any kind of, without a mindfulness practice, you're not able to then snap back to, of course, this is going to end. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You're unattached to the moment. And you just enjoy it moment by moment for what it is. Whereas if you can't stay in the moment, if you can't be mindful of that, then you've lost it. That's it. You're Mm -hmm. carried away with that thought of, I don't want this to ever end. And then then the negative emotions just take over the amazing moment that you're in. Even having a great cuddle, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, this cuddle is the best. I don't ever want to move. Can we stay here forever? That, you know, that whole yeah concept we ruin it by saying can we stay here forever even knowing we were never going to be able to stay there forever <laughs> no. and then realistically if we did we'd probably get numb hands pins and needles shoulder ache backache and the then hungry and need the toilet <laughs> so the, the idea of staying there forever is just stupid anyway yeah however um we ruin the moment by wishing it would last forever and the contentment is found in being in that moment notice yes. if that thought comes up and then be like Whoa, 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 No, I'm going to enjoy this for what this is, for mm-hmm. the time that I have it. And I'm not going to be wishing that it would last longer, wishing that it would happen again, wishing that someone else was here, nothing. I'm going to sit in this moment and this moment alone. And only with that can contentment come, I think. And I mean, we could even be sat there wishing for extra as well. Mm. Like not just it being forever. We can sit there having everything and then still be wishing for more. And I think that's something that, these days is is a big fault with a lot of people that we're constantly like we looked at it the other week like we're constantly looking to upgrade or we want more and we think that's going to be the, the answer that's going to make it even better yep. rather than appreciating what we've got so like you said like a, you know a car or a house so you've got people you've got a house yeah and some people will just be oh but it's not this it's not that I'd like that one instead you know mm. that one's better this one's better you know whereas so it's a bigger house be, than me yeah and just like appreciate 
no you know you've worked hard you've got the house appreciate what you've got there's a lot of people out there that haven't got that at all and that would dream to have what you've got yeah and therefore you know just yeah it's appreciating isn't it it's a lot of appreciation and yeah absolutely and just it's noticing the small stuff because I feel like everything could be crumbling around you Mm -hmm. everything you could be in the process of losing your house you could be in the process of having lost your job losing your job you could be going through a divorce or a breakup or um you know you could have someone in your family whom you love who's really sick any awful thing could happen but rather than dwelling on the fact that that person is sick and probably not going to be around much longer or oh I'm going to lose my house or oh Mm. I'm going to lose my job enjoy the moments you have Mm -hmm. until that thing comes if you were to sit at the bedside of someone that you love and knowing that they're not going to be with you much longer and all you can think about is and all you can be all you can give off is the energy of sadness and um pain of the idea of when they're gone Mm -hmm. you're going to miss the last moments you have with that person enjoy those last few words they have to say to you exactly enjoy holding their hand enjoy talking to them give off an energy of love Mm. and compassion and light rather than mourning before the time has come yeah i know that's horrendously morbid very early on in the podcast yeah apologize but it's a it's a very great example it's an example that hits home of how we can miss things and ruin things mm-hmm. and ruin our own happiness. I think that, like you say, like morning before it's happened, it's something, you know, that's common. Yeah. It's that looking forward. So I read a quote recently that like, so that depression is from looking at worrying about the past mm-hmm. and anxiety is worrying about the future mm-hmm. and mindfulness is worrying about the now. And I suppose mindfulness is being in the now or being not in the worrying now. Yeah, not worrying about it. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, it's being in the now. And I suppose so, but, but it's is a proverb, good, isn't it? good example. Absolutely. That, you know, don't, yeah. Projecting to the future, the worry ahead of you, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm bad at this and, my husband has a lovely quote like worrying is like a, a rocking chair you go back and forth you won't get anywhere bloody hell Neil I love it completely pointless exercise we all do it you know but it's but you can choose to sit and dwell in it yeah or you can choose to take action or you can choose not to sit in it and focus on something else instead yeah. and I think that's where people struggle is realizing that worrying about something is a choice yes you are choosing yeah. to worry about that yeah. think about something else instead um and that only with choosing not to worry yeah that you'll actually be able to be content be able to be happy because you're never going to be able to if you just choose to sit and worry about things that you cannot control how many times are we all worried about things that have never come up all the time oh my god you didn't sleep because you were worried about the fact that you wouldn't make your course yeah just like (laughs) Well, you made it. Like yeah. all of the things you worry about, they never come up. No, never. Not. This is, I mean, ugh, this topic actually, now we delve into it. It's so, I feel like it's the, the Niyama or Yama of the collective group of them. The A, I think I have done the most, learned the most of, and do, you know, practice the most in my life. Um, and B has just made the biggest change. I, I didn't really realize I was, practicing it you know until we come down to Santosha I'm like oh contentment and then yeah when we talk about it it's like this is actually the element that has changed my life in the last few years yeah amazing in in so many ways you just yeah 
are they the acceptance or to me rephrasing it is like appreciation or gratitude gratitude it's just something that I just not preach but I do try and and instill in other people when they're having down days or down times you know appreciating what you've got so many people will be talking about you know offloading their problems on you and or their worries and or just moaning that they haven't got this that or the other you know and it's just no appreciate appreciate what you have what the small things even if it is the small things that's kind of what I was going to say before I went down the morbid route (laughs) it's like all of these bad things could be happening all of them Mm. at once as well some people will suffer that but it is bringing small amounts of joy into your day happiness into your day by being content with the things that do happen Mm. um accepting the things that you have got in the here and now yes your whole life might be falling down around you but you still have x as a friend Mm -hmm. you your whole life might be falling down around you but you still have money in the bank your whole life might be falling down around you but you still have clothes on your back you can go and get a hot meal you know you whatever it might be and it's focusing on they might feel small and like how is that going to help me right now but actually focusing on those good things will just enable you to step out of the shit definitely and it's that um God, it, bring, it does bring me back to that happiness workshop again with Gavin. Yeah, oh, Gavin the, is uh, the owner of Mindspan. I think yeah. we talked about it a couple of episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. And he does uh, mindset workshops, seminars with the, <laughs> such a brief overview of what he does. He's yes. amazing at what he does. He does one-to-one coaching as well um, for essentially for corporates, for mm-hmm. companies. Um, and he goes in and does mindset work. Uh, he's worked with Norwich City Football Club and things like that, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Um but yeah, he's amazing at what he does. And he ran a happiness workshop for my wonderful yogis back when we were in the studio. And what was his quote about happiness? Throwing it forward. Oh, I can't oh. remember the quote. The concept is like... Don't throw your happiness forwards, essentially. Yeah. Don't throw it into the future, which is a whole other topic yeah. we were going to cover today. Yeah. It's about how we struggle to be content in the moment. Yeah, we're uh, waiting for something to happen before we'll be Before happy. we allow ourselves to be happy. Um, and it's much the same with contentment. Mm. You're going to struggle with contentment if you're not. Yeah. Uh, if you're always looking forward to something else that will obviously bring you all the joy. How many times have you done something that you've wanted for, to do for ages and then it's almost anticlimactic? And then straight away yeah. you're looking at the next thing, the next yeah. thing, the next thing. Ties in with the attachment as well, doesn't it? We're attaching our happiness to that end goal when actually we need to be content in the here and now. Yeah. And that it's nothing wrong with having a goal or having a purpose or something to work towards. But you know, you've got to be content where you are because what if you don't reach that goal? Oh god. Yeah. And yeah. So but yeah, from his workshop it was the gratitudes, you know, writing down oh, the yeah. gratitudes and those little things that and I don't practice it as in write it down, but I do appreciate things a lot more. And this last year has been a prime example of that. My gosh, this time last year when we were in early lockdown, when the sun was shining, not snowing, yeah. <laughs> glorious warm weather in April, and I could sit in the garden where I have no neighbours, very fortunate, um, in a house, over, you know, or outside, but you know, in a nice big garden next to my house, in the countryside and it was the gratitude and I felt it every single day because you were watching the news and how things were unfolding and and other countries where their lockdown wasn't just you can't go out for exercise like Spain six weeks with the children not allowed to leave their premises people weren't even allowed to walk their dogs no and you think if they're in a flat they have no garden 
And I just felt that gratitude every day of you know going outside in the sunshine, walking my dogs, and just feeling the sun on my face and that walk. God, you know, it was it was like it. Honestly, every day I just took the walk and just felt eternally grateful that yeah, the shit has hit the fan. I can't work, I'm getting no government financial help, but my husband won't let me starve. And we've got <laughs> fields around us and dogs to walk and the sun is shining. Yeah. And there'll be dinner on the table. Yeah. And it was, we know how other people must have struggled yes. so much. And that's what made me even more grateful. You know, yeah. you, you just looked around and felt awful for everyone else. Yeah. And just have to hope that they're able to practice the gratitudes too mm-hmm. and be grateful for the fact that, well, at least I have a flat. Yes. Um, at least yeah. I have my family here to stay in this cramped flat yes. <laughs> and whatever yeah. else it might be. And I was really encouraging mm-hmm. of other people after the initial shock and maybe the first week of just crying every day um then I switched up my mindset and I was trying to be encouraging to other people in the same position to me that were feeling a bit down by it. it's like actually just appreciate this time we've been given god like, yeah we're Wasn't all like loads of us are self-employed that we know and we would never give ourselves that much time off work I didn't well you didn't know <laughs> we did <laughs> is that right you know you never have this time off like someone I know had a young uh, young baby around the time and I was like you would never have given yourself a month of work to spend at home no nope. so appreciate that this has been forced upon you and just appreciate every moment that you've got with your boy you know that you didn't think you're gonna get because no. you thought you'd be working hard and earning money and yes you're not earning money that's rubbish but also you're not spending it because you're not going out so well yeah quite absolutely <laughs> don't yeah as long as you can feed yourselves pay your bills but yeah 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 and I mean gosh people have been stretched so yeah. financially oh, sure. yeah. but it's not saying that down at all it's no it oh it, I mean there's no no playing it down whatsoever mm. people have had some real shit but what we hope to impart is essentially that no matter how crap things can be, mm-hmm. there is always light yeah. in your life somewhere. And sometimes you really have to look for it, mm-hmm. but it is always there. And even if it is, the sun came up again today. Good. Yeah. You're alive for another day to fucking win at it. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. I always think when I'm having a bad day is, I don't know why it motivates me, but the the rock is, uh, yeah. what's the quote? Oh, Everyone yes. has the same amount of hours in the day as the rock. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah that guy does a lot (laughs) and it always motivates me when I'm feeling like yeah and just or stretched or like just I don't know if I'm feeling not content Mm -hmm. um like you know what I should be content because I have the same amount of hours in the day (laughs) as Dwayne Johnson and he is a hero (laughs) so um I don't I don't know why that always snaps me back to gratitude it's a weird one to do it but it does and it's a realizing that we are have all got the same hours in the day, the same tools to a point mm, in this country, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, similar tools uh, to create what we want to create, do what we want to do, say what we want to say for the most part. I mean, if we were born somewhere else, Dawn, we wouldn't have been able to do this podcast. No, I suppose irrelevant at tools, we all have the opportunity to create the same, same mindset. There's no straight, like no limitation on that. Like we can create that mindset yeah. without... Um, a penny in the bank absolutely you can create the right mindset yeah and I think it was Gavin that might have said it about the gratitudes and how practicing them makes you notice them more I think that was me or was it you oh sorry sorry giving your credit away but I do think that's true like 
noticing the little things it does make you just naturally do it more so making a point of doing it um I know like you have a section in your journal and I've had a journal that I've on and off tapped into that has the gratitudes where it kind of makes you choose or write down three um I have uh I have four in this this journal in my old journals it was six three in the morning three in the evening I have four but I challenge myself now to try and write down different things every time yeah which is difficult I bet because is it your dog most of the time (laughs) well I could easily go to Albie because I journal with my dog next to me every morning it's my Um, routine so so he's right there reminding you literally I, I could easily write down every single day Albie cuddles Mm -hmm. every day because I'm forever grateful Mm -hmm. for that dog um yeah what did I put lovely new client oh she is the dream nice big fan um so a wonderful new client um slept good good like you know when you wake up and your eyes feel fresh Mm -hmm. it's one of those mornings this morning Mm -hmm. this gin has undone all of that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, and so they're a couple from today. And I do just try and think of different things every day. Yeah. So sometimes it's really random crap. <laughs> but then other days it'll be something lovely, like it'll make me remember the fact that I had a lovely conversation with someone. Mm. You know, I might have rang, I mean, what I call you three, four times a week, mm. maybe. Uh, two of my other closest friends almost call them daily mm-hmm. at the moment, through lockdown especially. Um, and it is just sometimes if I'm sat there thinking of what am I grateful for right now and then it'll make me think or relive that oh wonderful conversation with Dawn yesterday um or great prep for the Mm -hmm. podcast or something like that um and it it might be tiny but I'm sat there in Mm -hmm. bed writing in my journal thinking of all the good shit that's (laughs) happened to me in the last 24 hours I'm like you can't be sad whilst you're doing gratitudes and it does as you go through your day you're like it's one for the journal (laughs) (laughs) me no- it does make me notice the little things I take note of them when I'm out and about as well just I think lockdown has massively added to that not just for me but to other people I've spoken to as well anyway like I know a friend of mine that goes on loads more walks now and just we just notice the little things like different flowers or like just things we like you know the other day it was just some kind of climbing plant that twisted itself around a gate and it just looked really cool and you're just like oh that's really lovely you know just these silly little things that you just notice um and just take note of them rather than just walk on by blinkered oh absolutely I mean looking at your phone yeah attached to your phone or what have have you you know um that we I went on a walk with um one of our close friends the other day Mm -hmm. and uh we went where were we are we at Camp Park? No, we're a mousehold. Um, big park in mm. Norwich. We are very lucky to have that mm. um, right on our doorstep. And uh, we just started the walk and the dogs suddenly all looked, both looked up and there was a squirrel running up a tree right nearby. And this tree was a dead tree and it didn't have a top. Oh, okay. Um, but it was still pretty tall. And halfway up the tree, the squirrel went in a hole. And then not only did it go in the hole, it then looked back down at us, at the dogs going. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just brilliant. It was one of those moments that you yeah. just like me, me and Jessica were just looking up like, oh, this is so cute. Look at the little guy. And yeah. the dogs are like, I want him. <laughs> yeah. But it was brilliant. And then um, she even messaged me like later that night, that squirrel with a little love heart emoji. Yeah. And it is just wonderful. It oh, was it's... so cute. Yeah. And I always think with contentment, that we are losing the ability 
I am changing the subject of mm-hmm. gratitude. That's all right. However, when we come back, we'll circle back to how do we practice contentment yes, we'll within our that. yoga? Gratitude's on one. Um, I always think we lose the ability for contentment due to our constant... It's the expectation, I think, for a lot of people, but also our constant pull to our mobile phones. Yeah. Because, A, I think we miss a lot of the little shit. We miss stuff, but we're also looking at potentially the unattainable yeah. all the time. All of the time. Or we're completely disconnected. Mm-hmm. So let's say, Dawn, that um, you and Neil are having a, a meal mm-hmm. um, and you get to your journal later that evening and you're like, Neil and I ate yeah. dinner together. But, but you, you can't, can't really, really remember it. You mm-hmm. don't really feel grateful about it because both of you just sat there completely disconnected. You had no form of conversation. You tried to ask him something. He didn't answer because he was on his phone and vice versa. Like nothing was, you didn't even know how his day was. Mm. Nothing was talked about. And how are you going to feel contentment when you're so, I'm saying you to Dawny, she's not actually done this. Don't be <laughs> mad at her. Um, it yeah. would be incredibly difficult to feel contentment when you've checked, you've completely you've checked out, checked of, out of yeah. life and I think that it really does make me quite frustrated or sad you can oh but social media is great for connecting to people and keeping in touch with people yeah that's great if you can talk to someone the other side of the world mm-hmm. but if you can't actually have a meaningful conversation with someone who is sat in front of yeah. you how good is this social media yeah shit? yeah and I just feel like it's making contentment harder to come by and I know we dig on social media almost every time please know that I'm a big advocate for it (laughs) in so many ways it's amazing if you're a business owner um it's amazing for keeping in touch with people and growing your social circles and finding like-minded people and all that kind of stuff but fuck me yeah the absolute disconnect from life yeah it makes me sad and how do you find anything you're content with if you are completely disconnected and that whole missing a meal is slightly different here but you know (sighs) I know I've been, I'll find myself, I'll put something on TV I want to watch, mm-hmm. specifically want to watch, but I'll find myself scrolling. And then 15 minutes later, I look up at the TV and I'm like, I don't even know what's happening now. Oh, like, yes. And then, so like, well, do I rewind or watch it again or not? And I've been known to rewind and, and do the exact same thing again and, and miss it again. again. And you're just like, oh, you know, actually like put my phone somewhere else. It's always a good example of a good program when it makes you put your phone down oh yeah if your phone hasn't looked at you know it's a good movie yeah um but i think people struggle to not look at their uh (laughs) if anyone remembers the days of going to the cinema (laughs) um i think people struggle to not look at their phone for the entire length of the movie in a cinema i'm okay but i do but you see the screens i'm fine as well but you see the screens screens. Uh, yeah and yeah we have a friend that certainly looks at her phone through it so way too much I'm trying to guess who. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not that often, but yeah, but we'll look at it. Whereas I'm like, no, it's, it's away, it's silent. It's that noise is my hand on, on the massage bed, not anything else. <laughs> <laughs> through the speaker. Um, I will laugh if that doesn't even come out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it just definitely disconnects us. And like I said about going for a walk in nature, I suppose that's that, that disconnect, isn't it? And, you know, you so much more contentment. Yes. Yes. I know the amount of dog walks I do. So my, my early morning dog walk, I generally teach in the morning and then I'll go straight out for my dog walk. But I am in that very much in that work mm. mindset. And sometimes I will do an entire walk around a woodland park, mm-hmm. having not looked at anything other than to glance up and check where my dogs are the rest of the time. I'm doing emails, um, 
social media sometimes actually posting uh and just completely and utterly disconnected someone could walk past me and say good morning and i wouldn't have even known <laughs> how fucking disconnected can you be yeah but it's just kind of that's where i'm in now i do make more of an effort to put my either put my phone away leave it at home if i'm not scared i'm gonna get attacked <laughs> you know i listen to murder podcasts what can i say <laughs> um <laughs> don't walk alone in the woods yeah. uh so or i will just put in a book an audio book yeah because then at least i'm my hands are free my eyes are free i'm looking at nature <laughs> i'm enjoying the moment that i'm in and if that also happens to be enjoying a book at the same time then it's kind of my yeah. Halfway house. Well, sometimes that, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that every walk has to be uh, quiet, looking around, noticing everything. Walk, you know, we we probably get out and walk more than most, especially as we have dogs. But yeah. so it's also then a, a time to yourself, time to catch up on a podcast or a book or a phone call or, you know, the yeah. number of times you, I know you call me when you're like walking the dogs because it's just your chance to do, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it, you have already learnt the noticing you know you know that also if you turn these things off and go for a walk you're gonna appreciate things yeah. and look at the little things around you whereas some people would never even think to do it no and maybe they they need to start disconnecting when they go for that walk yeah. you know disconnecting from social media and life and connecting with nature yeah as, I've, as a good step with the girls now with um prior to this relationship I didn't have much of a way of a kid influence in my life mm-hmm. my old landlady she had old as in ex-landlady not old as in she is old just needed to clarify that in case she listens um <laughs> she had a grandson uh, has a grandson and he'd hang out with me my nieces and nephews I'd hang out from time to time but essentially had no real kid influence in my mind mm-hmm. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day no, don't remember, but I essentially said, now every time I'm listening to a book or reading a book and it comes up with parenting stuff, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> to try and learn yeah. about how to engage. And I'd, I want to say parent, but I'm not a parent. Yeah. I just happen to live with two children yes. every weekend. You know, it just, yeah. and, and it's like, I will take everything I can. And it is being present. Yeah. It come up so much. And just being, oh, yeah. uh, and by putting my phone away when they're there, and I'm on my phone so much less when they're there. It is, you just, you get to appreciate all the random <laughs> crap kids do. It's so fun. And I do, I think I appreciate them more when I'm more connected with them. I, I think you do, because they're not bothering you. You know, if you're not connected with them, nine times out of 10, you're trying to do something else, like read or look at something online or whatever. They're then annoying you because they're trying to get your attention. Yes. But it's hard to say it because we're both like, we're not parents. <laughs> so yeah. we can't be judgy of the situations. But when you see like a child trying to get a mum's attention and they're just on their phone and it's just it's, heartbreaking. Yeah, it does break my heart. And it's like what moments of contentment mm. is that mum missing out missing on? Out. However, we don't know. She could be yeah. dealing with something well, mega on it. her phone. You don't so know if really that, she could be with that child 24-7. And she just wanted five minutes to zone out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, yeah, we can't judge on that situation. I've heard but, that you don't even get to go to the toilet on your own when you have kids. <laughs> Does uh, Albie go to the toilet with you? Yeah, that's a dog. He just sits on my feet and keeps yeah. him warm. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Not talking to you, chattering at you. No, he just kind of <laughs> looks at me, does a few circles, lays down. Nice. Or asks for a drink out of the tap. Yeah. Yes, yes. I've witnessed that one. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of um, 
Should we talk about the projecting forward then? Yeah. Projecting forward of happiness. So what um, what we mean by that and things, you know? Yeah. So, for instance, if we're talking about contentment and how uh, it's very much being in the here, it's being in the here and the now to be able to notice the things you're content with, what you have in your life, the amazing things you have in your life, you need to be in the here and the now. But what it's very easy to do is, as Gavin said, you throw your happiness into the future by saying, I will be happy when, much the same as I will be content Mm -hmm. when. So that might be when you have a certain job, when you earn a certain amount, when you are a certain weight, look a certain way, uh, have a partner, have children, have a house with four bedrooms, have six holidays a year whatever it might be you are only happy when that thing happens Mm -hmm. and by doing so we create a lot of discontent yeah with where we are at right now Uh, and so as soon as you start doing that you instantly feel disgruntled and less happy with what you've got yeah and I'll I'll take the weight loss example because that's something so relevant to me um is I mean, there's a few examples, really. One is like, I'm not going to do that. One is yoga photos. So I know I need to have some yoga photos. She does need some yoga photos, gang. Message her and tell her that she's beautiful, please. I'm yoga teacher. I'd like some yoga photos. Beautiful ones. Um, And we know photographers who will make her look beautiful. Oh, yes. And my graphic designer has even asked about them months ago. But I was like, no, not yet, not yet. Because I feel uncomfortable in my body. And this is obviously something I'm working on. And there are good moments where I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm happy and I'm content. And I'm like, no, I'm strong. I'm powerful. She's beautiful. (laughs) It doesn't matter if I'm a bit curvier. That doesn't matter. And also that's a great example that yoga is accessible to everyone. So much so. But then I'm like, I'm not going to do the photos until I've lost X amount. You know, it goes through my head. And I know it's me being silly. And it's like, well, when When I've lost X X amount, amount, then I'll I'll feel comfortable and happy and then I'll do it. But yeah, it's that when you lose X amount, will you be happy or will you just be like, oh, well, maybe just a few more pounds. Maybe just maybe this, maybe when I've got a bit more of a tan, maybe when I've managed to have my hair done, maybe this, maybe that. And you never get something done purely because you're not content. Yeah. And I also do it with buying things, clothes, Mm -hmm. for example. I um, will be, oh, you know, I could do with a new pair of jeans. I I won't. I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy any until I've lost weight because what's the point of spending the money? I'll just make do with these tatty old ones I don't feel any good in or, you know, faded or just make do and not wear... That you're also discontented with. Yeah, (laughs) just wear stuff that I don't like and doesn't make me feel good because I don't feel I deserve to buy something new at the size I am and that I should wait until I'm at a size I want to be when really I should be like, no, if I dressed for the size I am now I'll feel better I'm happier and therefore probably yeah. pick up the bad snacks less exactly <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's that yeah that living yeah. yeah that acceptance of how I am now like this is how I am now I'm not going to change that immediately so yeah enjoy maybe have that goal but also enjoy the way I am now mm. and yeah love myself Wow. Sounds very big, isn't it? What? No, this is. Oh, I'm so glad no. you said that. No, it doesn't. Not, so there's two practices that you've just reminded me of. Both of them are yoga practices, and both of them are phenomenal for contentment practice. Are you happy for me to talk about these now? Mm-hmm. 
so the first one is every single day, look in the mirror and you say, I love you to you. Mm-hmm. First practice. The first few times you do it, you'll feel like an utter knob. I know. <laughs> I'm here thinking, oh my God, I would feel so ridiculous. So silly. I do it when I'm driving. Like okay. I'll look in my rear view mirror, um, sort of in traffic or something. And then I'll be like, love you. <laughs> and it's, it goes from feeling really icky to why the fuck wouldn't I? Yeah. I'm sat in traffic and really bad traffic and I'm actually running late for something, but I'm chirpy as fuck. <laughs> and I happen to see myself in the mirror being all chirpy as fuck in a high stressful situation. I'm like, love you, pal. <laughs> um, and so, no, I do. Uh, and it's a really, really great practice. And I started it and I made myself do it daily because it's something weird and uncomfortable so you have to do it all the bloody time so shall i try and do this before our next podcast <gasps> Yay! that could be like our feedback yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry said that wrong dawn's got yoga homework yeah um so that's the first practice mm-hmm. that i think transformed the way i felt about myself mm-hmm. because we are taught to obviously love thy neighbor as my Catholic school upbringing mm-hmm. said um and we are taught to love those around us your family your friends share compassion etc 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 but ahimsa teaches us that we don't naturally do that to ourselves mm-hmm. at all um and so it's just it's a huge step in ahimsa and it's a huge step in contentment because mm-hmm. once you feel like you can love yourself and you tell yourself that you love yourself no negative feelings come up about that. You just feel like you want to laugh. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you idiot. <laughs> but you know what? It never feels bad to hear it. Yeah. Um, so that would be my first thing. Dawn's yoga homework. Say I love you in the mirror every day <laughs> until I don't know when we're recording the next one. She's going to she's gonna do a week going. She's going to okay. do a week. Okay, I'm going to try. Yeah. Not try. Do. I'm going to do. Gonna, yeah, no trying. Uh, and then the second practice that really helped my contentment was, and it, it you reminded me when you were saying about being happy the way you are. You can start small or you can go all out or all in straight away. Is every time you meditate and you do a formal meditation, you might just do this for a week. Uh, you, I like to do this when I'm laying in bed. Um, I don't know, when I'm focusing on my body, I find it easier to lay down and do it. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a nice one to do when you fall asleep. Uh, or as you're falling asleep, or as you wake up in the morning, um, you lay there and you pick a body part. Now, because this is the way I did it, I'm going to explain it that way. I started on my toes, and I laid there, and there were two things. I could e- I would either repeat a mantra along the lines of "I love my toes and everything they do for me," or I would lay there and think about 10, 20, 50, whatever things I was grateful for about my toes or my feet. <laughs> Yeah. What am I grateful for? I have five of them. I have 10 of them. I have 10. <laughs> I've just yeah. told everyone they're from Norfolk. <laughs> Are you grateful they're not webbed? <laughs> I'm grateful they're not webbed. Yeah. I'm grateful that I have nine very good looking toenails. <laughs> one, is, nine. one is sketchy, but I am grateful for that toenail, the sketchy one, because mm-hmm. it shows how much hard work I've put into my running this lockdown. Well, there we go. Yep. I am grateful for the hard skin on the bottoms of my toes because it means I have an excuse to go and get a pedicure. (laughs) (laughs) I am grateful for my toes and the fact that they enable me to do so much yoga that I'm grateful for my toes the way they are because I'm not ashamed to get them out on camera every day. Imagine having feet you hated as a yoga teacher. Mm. You'd be screwed. Uh, We wouldn't, but you'd have to accept it. You'd have to accept it. So I then did my... Uh, legs then I did my bum then I did my root bits (laughs) you have to connect with those two 
But then I did um, my tummy and then my back and then I did my hands, my arms. I didn't do below the elbow and above. I just did my arms uh, and then slowly worked my way up. And then you do even you could just do your skin, mm-hmm. all of your skin, not just your face skin, all of your skin. Um, and then you could do things like your fingernails, you could do eyes, you could do your, just your face as a whole. And you just work your way through over the course of a week, 10 days of meditating. Um, and then you you kind of go from there and suddenly you feel a lot more content. And then yeah. you look at your legs the next day, having gone to sleep thinking about how great they are, you look at your legs the next day and you're like, oh, I do love them a little bit more now. <laughs> you know, I am more content with what I've got because my legs are amazing because of all of the things yeah. I was able to list off quite quickly while I was laying there in bed last night and it's as I guess it is it important to do the areas that you don't like like I could easily sit there and go and think about say my hair and be like I love my hair but that's because I do love my hair because it's thick and silky and in good condition and all of these all things right, yeah, <laughs> yeah bragging, no. definitely um same but as, as if I was to do it about my belly, it would be a lot harder. I think this is why I did the regimented from the t- bottom uh, to the top. Yeah. Because so you, you don't to go in miss order. anything. Yeah. You go it in an order. You do it. And even if you need to write it down. So I'm going to do my toes, then I'm going to do my, or you could do your feet, then I'm going to do the bottoms of my legs, then I'm going to do the tops of my legs, even your knees in the middle. Uh, and then write down each and every body part in a very objective way. So you don't miss anything out. And then you just got to tick it off. Yeah, and then all that day, you know that. Well, Dawnie said about her belly. All day, she knows that she's got to do her tummy meditation. Now, by staying in the moment, she's not going to dwell on how much she might struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Now, she might get to her tummy meditation and really, really enjoy it and be like, feel really good about herself, and mm-hmm. happy afterwards. But she might have ruined her whole day because she was busy dreading it. Indeed. So it's another example of why we need to be mindful. Yes. Yes, and, yes. and that appreciating your body I think well that's something that CrossFit helped has helped me with and I think it's probably why I've struggled a bit more lately because I've not been doing much but you know gym's open next week yay mm-hmm. um doing CrossFit taught me that I didn't have to be skinny to uh, you know I, I was I've always been I've not I know I've not always been bigger I've always been muscly even as a child, I was a gymnast and a swimmer. I always had like a muscly back and shoulders. Like I've always had broader shoulders from being a swimmer and chunky thighs. And that's always been a thing that I've always thought, why are my legs bigger? Your legs are gorgeous. That's a bonus, you know, hang on. I can squat loads of weight. I can do, you know, all these things. And yeah, CrossFit really helped me. Yeah. Lifting lifting weights probably more than anything. I've never been in an environment where I've got into that um, and enjoyed it. And I think that, does make you grateful for your body doesn't it 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 reminds you like yeah I might not look how I want to look but I can do this yeah now it's like I can carry all my shopping from the car to the house in one go (laughs) you know that's what my body can do yeah absolutely and it makes you feel so able when you know that you could if you needed to lift something that weighed a certain amount you could go and do that if uh you don't need a man to undo your jars and so on and so forth you've got that sense of ownership and power and acceptance and happiness within your body and I mean who was it someone shared a post on that wonderful thing that is social media uh you can't hate yourself thin yeah and I always think you know what that is powerful Mm. and a very powerful message punishing yourself and beating yourself up is never actually going to get you to where you want to be no in a healthy way and that we need to look at our bodies with love and kindness 
to then feed them with love and kindness like exactly. you know the good foods and Oh, so maybe we do have some more commitment work to do, John, because we still keep leaving good on the foods. Yeah, nuts. sorry. Yeah. No, I keep cycling back to it. I am waiting for the day that we've come across a niyama that solves this one for me. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I am content and with the body I have. I know I know how it goes mm. and how I change, how I look different when I treat my body like crap, like I have done the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming Easter. <laughs> I am blaming Easter um, and also <laughs> running a stupid distance as well because you just yeah. really messed mm. my feet up. Um, so I've done very little exercise and I've eaten rubbish. So um, I can tell. I look in the mirror and I can tell. But there's no point in being mad about it because, well, A, I achieved an awesome feat. I ran yes. really far. Uh, B, I have chosen to eat that way, to drink what I've drunk, yeah. to not exercise. I have chosen I could have ran over the weekend. I could have run towards the end of last. No, actually, I think I needed last week off. I could have run today. Today, um, and I just I'm choosing not to. Mm-hmm. But I can see it when I look in the mirror. But what's the point of being mad at myself or mad at my body or hating my body or thinking, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. I can't believe that." It it just does no good. It's just a case of I'll get back to that mindset when I'm good and ready. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's where the acceptance comes in except that you are responsible for those choices this is something I yeah I often think about it's you know and it again when people maybe moan about about situations they're they're in in. it's like well Well, have you put yourself in this situation situation. okay Okay. except that this has been your choice choice. so So now you've got to make the new choice to to deal with that you know yeah yeah so you've got to accept that situation and it's people who complain either that they don't have any money but then don't do any work. Yeah. Like, why are you complaining about this situation? You have chosen to not work hard. Yeah. Therefore, why are you yeah. now complaining about the fact that you don't have any money? You've made that choice. So are you saying, I don't have any savings. And you're saying, have you even opened a savings account, Dawn? No. That was a great <laughs> conversation. Oh, what a breakthrough day. Well, of course you don't have any savings. You haven't even got a savings account. <laughs> well, where'd you, where'd you expect these imaginary savings to go? <laughs> it's such yes. a good conversation. Yeah. I love it. You have to, what is it? Um, you have to create the containers and then they will become full. Yes. In, in a lot of ways, you have to uh, create the space for, and the mindset, I think, mm-hmm. for a person who is going to be your partner for life Mm -hmm. to come into your life if you have loads of uh walls up emotionally Mm. uh then that person they have no way of getting in if you have a single bed in a teeny tiny bedroom in a house share with people you don't like you've not created a space where you would actually want to invite someone or a potential mate into Mm -hmm. your life so well, you've not opened or created a container for that thing to flow into your life. I always think of it as an energy way. Yeah. So you create space for the energy, the energy will flow in. Yeah. If you're creating blocks, it will not come into your life. And it's the same with money. Yeah. Um, you have to create the space for the savings. Yes. <laughs> Much like if you create a credit card space, you get debt. You're going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's exactly the same way. So, And it works in a positive way and it works in a negative way. Gordon's break. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Gordon's. <laughs> it's actually not. Um, <laughs> um, so, are we recording? Yes. Yes. How can we practice Santosha on the mat? This is probably 
the first one where I'm a bit more confused about this aspect of it. So Santosha, when you're in your yoga practice. Yes. I mean, A, staying mindful, which I think we've talked about in almost every yama and niyama. Stay mindful in your practice and being content about the fact that you've got to yoga. Okay, uh, yeah. Being content about the fact that uh, you've done some kind of practice, even if you had still had expectations about that practice. So again, you've, I'm, I think I did um, the handstand or headstand analogy a few episodes back. If you've spent your whole day projecting forward, I'll be happy when I get that headstand mm-hmm. and you don't get the headstand then it's still being content with the progress that you did make. Um, and then of course the gratitudes. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love teaching a gratitude meditation or talking my yogis through a gratitude meditation at the end of practice. So close your eyes, lay it down, um, sit comfortably, notice the breath, etc., etc., etc. And then as you lay here, I'd like you to think of got two minutes think of five things that you are grateful for about x part in your life whether it be a hobby whether it be your work part whether it be your home life five things you are grateful for and I usually give a a slightly uh, narrowed topic so people don't just feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and it is think about five things you could even take it to that moment five things you're grateful for about this practice today Mm -hmm. and it might be that um you're in in another yoga class not with me or I haven't done a gratitude meditation at the end and I could be talking you into or the teacher could be talking you into another meditation or they could or they could just lay you down and I've been to quite a few yoga classes where they just put you in savasana and then leave you there don't they <laughs> um I, I don't know if, I don't think all yoga teachers do talk you into any kind of meditation so you could choose to use that moment to think of five things mm-hmm. ten things that you're grateful three things that you're grateful for about that practice yeah and that in itself sorry that in itself will bring contentment I guess yeah the contentment in the practice I suppose it really does bring in a lot of the um yamas really like not stealing that mindset or that thought or that you know that mood from yourself and non-violence don't beat yourself up about the practice being grateful for how it is and being there and yeah, it really ties all of those in. Um, I was going to make another point, but I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, do you remember? I remember doing a class with you where we wrote <gasps> the gratitudes on the on the board. Oh, I you loved, loved it. that because you could just see everyone else's, and because people often put maybe the most personal ones because they were on the board in public, but they weren't on this. But it's just lovely just to see all oh, my dog or my cat or a rainbow, you know, and yeah. it was just then made you smile because you were then grateful that other people were, were happy grateful. and grateful about stuff. Yeah, it was great. So in the in my old studio, um, pre-lockdown, I had a whiteboard. Uh, the room was used for kids as well, so there was a whiteboard in there. And so I think I did it a couple times mm. just at the um, end of each class. Be like, if you were in yoga today, could you just write down one thing that you're grateful for before you leave mm-hmm. on the whiteboard? And then I left them there for a week or two, and it yeah. grew and got fuller and fuller with all these lovely things. And you could see everyone yeah. at the beginning when they're doing the sun salutations is just every time they come up to stand, they're look, reading at the yeah. board and it's just love not listening to a word I'm bloody saying but um I was just grateful they were there <laughs> uh and it, it was just lovely really lovely but do you maybe you weren't in classes the week that I did it in the chat 
uh, on Zoom. No, no. I think we've done it once or twice. Uh, and at the end of each class, no, no, we did it for an entire month. You can't have missed a month. Wow. I think I did. Um, so at the end of class, uh, I would ask yogis just to write one thing that they were grateful for in this chat on Zoom. Yeah, and and I just read them out as they came up. And if someone messaged the whole group, I would read it out. If they messaged me personally, I wouldn't read it out. Yeah. Um, but it was really lovely, and it, you could just see everyone smiling, and there'd be some really random crap that come up. And, you know, oh, I'm really pleased Lizzie's cat was on camera again today. Yes. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, oh, the cats. They just make your day, don't they? They really do. And so it it does. It just brings this lightness and contentment and happiness. And you walk away from your yoga class feeling like light and bubbly rather than any negative thing that could mm -hmm. come up from that practice or from your day um we should definitely sidebar that as a workshop idea for your yoga retreat what's that gratitude a little gratitude session we all arrive and write something we're grateful for Dawn. stick a big poster up Dawn, i love that you've managed to sidebar the fact that alex howard has a yoga retreat well, yeah, in did, september yeah. <laughs> and there's still spaces yeah. oh, thanks babe yeah, that's all right <laughs> that was not planned <laughs> <laughs> but how cute would it be to make a big poster of the weekend of all the things we're grateful for we could add one thing like every day and oh, i love at it at the end it'll be a huge great poster you can take a photo of i love it we're doing it yeah. i need to write that down. and all you other yoga teachers are there you can thank me for that great idea yeah <laughs> you'll get a message uh, i've been doing this for years like, damn it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can tell dawn's the creative one of the two of us she's all about boards yeah posters pictures. creating things <laughs> love it um so we thought about on the map um what would you suggest as some first steps for people to work on santosha and contentment in their daily life so we have covered it and we have yeah, covered we have, it really yeah a lot you should be grateful for that. <laughs> um, gratitudes, daily mm -hmm. gratitudes. And like I said about the, the I love you practice, second thing, um, I think that it needs to be daily if it's not already a practice uh, just to get the hang of it. Because like Dawn said, you do get used to being able to focus on the positives more, yeah. the more you do it so to begin with, whenever you're starting something, try and kind of stick with it and stick to the rules. <laughs> uh, so it becomes a thing. And then once you're more comfortable with it and it's more second nature, you can ease off on the rules. I like, I love journaling. It really helps me. It, it Essentially without journaling, I generally can avoid overwhelm mm -hmm. uh, and that feeling of utter stress. Uh, uh, and it keeps my brain lovely and tidy but other people don't particularly rate journaling and not really pen to paper kind of people. So I know full well that I can feel gratitude most hours of most days. Yeah. Whereas I still want to go and write them down each okay. day. It's that formalizing it. It's that really, that means I have five minutes of, of focusing on what I'm grateful for. I suppose that'd be a good practice. practice. Like, like I don't really journal, but um I think I do naturally think about these things I suppose would it be beneficial for people to narrow down so rather than go a whole day and think about something they're grateful for maybe say right I'm going to go for a walk and come back and think about what I was grateful for on that walk oh yeah really like formalize it yes and sometimes it helps to have a topic like I've said with my guided meditations it's things you're grateful for at x point so within your relationships within your friendships <laughs> within um within your home life within your work life all these kind of things uh 
you can really narrow it down because sometimes just looking at your life as a broad thing, it's a bit like, I don't bloody know. Uh, so yeah, narrow it down if needed. Um, use a certain point in the day, like going for a walk, a meal with a, a person, one person, two mm-hmm. people, however many you're allowed to do now. <laughs> um, six outside. Six in outside. the garden. Get cold. Yeah. Feel grateful that you can now meet six people outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, again, people listening to this podcast in years to come just can be like, oh, oh lockdown life. It does make you grateful. I was, I was sat, sat shivering, shivering in the park last Friday with my girlfriends and um, outside, outside and, and we didn't care that it was freezing cold we really weren't quite prepared we should have bought blankets more blankets but we're all like I don't care we're all together at once not one at a time we can all sit here on a picnic blanket and not break the law and not like, <laughs> break the law yes it was yeah delightful just really delightful to really catch up face to face with all at once yeah Instead of one by one, you know, which has been lovely. I've I've been fortunate to have all the time off work to catch up with people one by one. But yeah, nice to do it in a big group. Yeah, it is. It is lovely, and to enjoy that variation on life at the mm. moment. I think it's yeah. As as we shift out, I think of lockdown. I think it's going. There's more and more things that we're going to be grateful for. Yeah, I think it does put things into perspective and makes people grateful for you know our normal rights and freedoms in the world normally but yeah I am looking forward to being able to go out and dance yeah in trainers because trainers are now socially acceptable in all places that one feels like the one that I just can't see it yet you know know, it will will happen (laughs) but the whole yeah just can't imagine like somewhere opening with dancing I mean, the idea of being on a dance floor with loads of different sweaty people, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but also I know. the idea of going out and dancing with your favourite girlfriends. Yes, it does oh, sound great. Yeah, going out for dinners and uh, things like that. Yeah, so look, yeah. look at me and Dawn throwing our happiness into the oh, future. Oh, we are throwing our happiness into the future. We're not, because I know it'll be really fun when it happens, but if it happens in June as it could potentially mm-hmm. potentially happen or whether it happens next year i know when it happens i'll yeah. be happy but yeah. it doesn't take any happiness away oh, from no. the right here and the right now i'm quite happy um, you know each week finding a new independent takeaway to eat from or trying new recipes yeah enjoy home time exactly it will this thing it will never happen again no. the odds are probably not well mm, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, i'm sure we said that as we were coming yeah, out don't say that. <laughs> don't jinx it uh the no. odds of having that amount of time off work yeah again seem quite low pretty low yeah. um but yeah so putting it into real life it would be i'd start with gratitudes and then things like the meditations where um you you really take some focused time on noticing the things that you love in your life the uh and being kind to yourself and the the i love you thing the challenge do it with dawn let us know how you get on do it with dawn seven days telling yourself in the mirror every day for seven days i love you and you've got to do it out loud you can't just be like (laughs) or just don't say it at all just look at it and think it say it out loud your brain processes things differently from when you say it out loud to when you think it which is why you've been having turmoil and thoughts all day about one thing you say it out loud and you're like oh that's really obvious how yeah. i can sort that out so <laughs> would a meta meditation be a good 
thing to think about as well yes absolutely so meta meditation is loving kindness meditation i feel this steps more on the toes of compassion yeah it's true especially the first one about yourself but then yeah the others maybe later. yeah so meta meditation is a loving kindness meditation i will talk about it more in a in a future podcast but um yeah it is essentially sharing love and compassion with those around you and yourself yeah um but yeah, and just noticing where you're taking your own contentment from yourself. So practice, I'm hammering home the meditations today because by practicing mindfulness, you'll notice it more. You'll notice when you're stealing uh, those moments of contentment. Wait, I'm discontented right now. Why am I projecting forward? Am I looking back? Mm-hmm. If I'm truly in this moment, am I content? What am I content with? Um, I think it's, it's, it's really easy to just think oh things are shit but actually if you challenge the why yeah and really pay attention and break it down be objective it it becomes a lot easier to become content with what you do have Mm -hmm. yeah and if you really aren't content in the here and now yeah look at why and is there something you can immediately do about it yes that's exactly what i was about to say and if you are discontented yeah what can you change i know for me sometimes i'll be like procrastinating laying laying over watching something and I'll suddenly think oh why am I just so unproductive and I'm like well, I, you know not feel content that I've done enough and I'm like well, I'm just laying on the sofa watching tv obviously I'm not going to feel <laughs> content with my productivity right now get up and do something <laughs> and even doing the smallest thing can make you feel so much better yeah. making a phone call that you've been avoiding um putting the laundry away this is exactly what i was gonna say oh laundry dishwasher stuff do, like do a job and it makes you and usually yeah. it kicks off another chain of events yeah. doesn't it and then you move on to the next thing the next thing yeah. the next thing and you suddenly this could happen with work as well i'm just going to answer that email and then yeah. you end up answering three or four and then you write another one and you get loads mm-hmm. of done stuff done and sorted and you come away from it feeling amazing so noticing when you feel discontent is a really really powerful way of implementing more contentment into your yeah. life yeah. yeah yeah good any other points for santosha i don't remember any from my notes i no. think no we've really yeah i mean has it been broader than you thought it was going to be yes and no i mean as soon as i started delving into it it's been it's like yeah this is a good one it's big but it's powerful i almost I'm not just regarding all the others, they all come into play. But to me, this feels like the most important one. But I don't think you could achieve contentment without the others. others. Yeah, how many times have we tapped back into exactly. uh, Satya and uh, Ahimsa? Yeah. Straight from the off. So Ahimsa is non-violence, if you haven't listened to the first one. And Satya is non-stealing. Yeah. Um, and even attachment, non-attachment. Yes, the attachment That's... as in the attachment to our end goal. Like, yeah. actually just be content with the journey and oh yeah that yeah. all important journey yeah um yeah. i think we've done it dawn i know so um next week we've got tapas not the spanish food no i was going to say yes definitely not spanish food i mean we should definitely eat tapas at the same time is <laughs> tapas a self-study right i did not write that on this she didn't write it now. i wrote it on another piece pretty of sure it's self-study but if i'm wrong it's gonna be awkward no you are wrong <laughs> Ah, uh, no. Which discipline. Discipline. Self-study and discipline are the Dis- same. Self-study is the next one. Svadhyaya. Svadhyaya. Yeah. 
tapas discipline discipline cool, cool. Um, yeah. so I should discipline myself on learning what all the uh, Sanskrit <laughs> words are um, yeah no discipline's a great one okay I well, like that one I look forward to that one so we'll uh, yeah we'll be recording that soon yeah so if you don't already go and follow Dawn Kendall Sports Massage on Instagram and Facebook Yep, because she will be announcing when she is teaching her yoga classes online soon. And watch and out also, for a rebrand soon as well. And a rebrand, a new mm-hmm. website. It's all exciting stuff in yep. the Kendall household. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you're a Norwich-based, Dawn is obviously allowed to massage from next week as well. Yep. So her massage doors will be open again. Um, that is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't already, go follow Alex Howarth Yoga because you can find out more about my wonderful September retreat. Yeah, definitely. It's based Still in Norfolk. spaces, get going. It's based in Norfolk, but it will be um, open to anyone and everyone. Uh, Dawn's massaging there. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. So if you don't already go follow Alex Health Yoga on Instagram, Facebook, my website, alexhealthyoga.com. And then you can find out all the wonderful retreat stuff. I can't wait. July one is soon. July is mm-hmm. already fully booked, but more than fully booked in fact <laughs> nightmare um but uh yeah that that i can't wait i'm so excited yeah about it. it's gonna be it's gonna fun. Be great yeah i mean maybe we should do a mini extra episode from the retreat on oh we should yeah that'd be so nice that would be a good idea yes we'll do that maybe yes. we'll do that we'll see what we might do you want to us do. to do that people tell us tell us uh we'll be too chilled out yeah <laughs> Or too frantic. <laughs> yeah. And as we've mentioned them again, follow, uh, go follow Mindspan on oh, yeah. Instagram or I don't know how much they actually post, but I do. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to their podcast the other day as well. So another great podcast to listen yes. to. Is it called Mindspan? It is, isn't it? It's Mindspan something. I can't remember what the podcast is called. I should tell you. I was listening to it it's on my journey. Gavin Drake and Emily, his daughter. Living with Purpose. That's it. Is their podcast. Yeah living with purpose totally recommend it they yeah it was really good I yeah into a lovely three-part on goal setting oh my car journey brilliant they, they are brilliant they are really lovely people um emily's hilarious as well she's got such dry sense of humor mm-hmm. i don't know if that comes across in the podcast but she's great uh and gavin is just like your typical big brother I feel is the best way to describe <laughs> Gavin. I don't know why he's quite a lot. He's quite a few years older than us, isn't mm-hmm. he? But he's definitely a big brother type. Um, but they're great, great company. If you work for a large company, if you own your own smaller company, they do do um, loads of corporate work. So you can get them in and help with uh, your staff or your colleagues um great company and we're not sponsored by them either. i was like gonna say we should definitely make them pay for this <laughs> yeah we really should but no definitely worth following um and again we'd love your feedback on if you would like a facebook group um so we can create a small community mm-hmm. of like-minded yogis non-yogis wannabe yogis people you know our next step to taking over the world i feel like this is our <laughs> longest ever signing off we're like those people you know when the kids are waiting to go and the parents are just chatting yeah with that with yeah, that people yeah i'm sorry guys and the, everyone that's listening is like are they, are they gonna go are now? they gonna go now right we are probably should should we go it's like that episode of friends <laughs> yeah, i'll stop i'm joking yeah <laughs> so yes have a listen to us next time bye, bye.